Uh, no, actually, at the moment, I'm having sex. The Sunday Skypers. Burning Beards. I, I have a flint question, a flint belief question. Oh, okay. I, I believe my beliefs are qu- uh, questionable to begin with. <laughs> well, uh, that is for you to decide. But considering that, you know, Fandral essentially, I mean, he's taken the throne and he's quite literally taken the head off the serpent, quote unquote, the coils and scoria. I mean, you're now on the the verge of something much bigger and not just the immediate threat of what what are the humans going to do but also like this um more distant fire or storm in 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 you know other dwarves is there anything in particular you you would like to like do maybe to reflect how flint is feeling about that right well first off when when the head was taken there was a one kind of important question i forgot to ask oh okay the glowing cracks and all the rest of the atmosphere of the throne room. Did it remain? Did it die with Rom? Or how did the room react to uh, the change in management? It's still there. Okay. That, because I am terribly curious as a character, mm-hmm. might become a new thing for me to investigate. That could dovetail into scouting Scoriata, even learning her secrets. Absolutely. You wouldn't necessarily need to refine it, but if you feel like it, you could always add something there. I, I was also curious about watching Fandral's back, which was a, a sort of simplification of so long as Fandral blazes a path for dwarven glory, he asked my axe or yeah. something like that. Very good. Think, yeah. <laughs> I have to remember these things um, <laughs> when you're a GM. Right now, it's watch Fandral's back, so which which applies, but I'm thinking, is there like a way you would like to or could... Like tie it into the immediate situation, like um, the possible backlash from the humans, or or like um, maybe maybe I should let you uh, what's the word percolate uh, a little, and maybe get the game going a little, and then I can come back and ask you, or you could go. Oh, now I know exactly. Okay, I will consider that. Though personally, watching his back is probably what he needs right now. <laughs> I was merely curious since, since it's a bit of a big, um, twist, right? Right now you have the throne and the throne room, but a lot of other elements are, are kind of up in the air. So some of them are also at conflicts. For example, to get the crust, I can't watch his back at the same time. And to discover the secrets, I can't necessarily find the crest. So my beliefs don't necessarily play nice with each other. Mm, I don't know. Finding the crest is kind of a part of the secrets, maybe. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 there could be overlap there. We'll see how the GM handles that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you don't have anything immediate that you, you would like to do or that you can think of now that the situation is perhaps a little more acute and dire than normal, uh, then, you know, let's let it be... The, and- the only flavor variation on Watch Fandral's Back is reunite the dwarves. And, and by reunite, I actually mean two different things. One, getting our company back together, since we're split up from them. And two, possibly work out some agreement, forge some uh, connection with the northern dwarves. We're on a mission from Gothar. We're putting the dwarves back together. That's right. 
Are we that far apart? Because I thought I was with the rest of the... you snuck away from the company, so you're on your own, dude. Kennels, kennels. Lovely kennels cliffhanger. Puppies! I will get one of those puppies, damn it. <laughs> oh, for Ori, once you have that puppy, I would like you to write a belief about another player dwarf. Uh, it could be any kind of belief. Um, any kind of belief? It could be any kind of belief. It could be uh, like a belief that's uh, about helping them, hindering them finding stuff out about them, anything at all, but I'd like you to make a belief about another player dwarf when you've either gotten or haven't gotten your your puppy. Is that because I haven't been, and I'm sorry about that? (laughs) Partly, but it's partly my fault. I find that that will probably make it easier for me to weave you guys more into each other's scenes if you need to worry about each other for different reasons. Like, if you look at the dwarves so far, uh, Flint or Fandral has two beliefs uh, about the other played dwarves, one each. Flint had one, or still has one, and I think only Ulfkill is one. Uh, he doesn't have an immediate one about the others, I think. Selfish bastard. Yeah, it's understood <laughs> that he needs he needs the prince's help, right? To, to, so it could, to, be, it could be any belief, like I could say, you know, I want to make Flint my friend or something like that? Uh, if you want to prove them, prove yourself to them, or... or improvement, yeah. Prove myself to them or, you know, impress them in some way or, or conversely, I could say I want to, you know, find out what, you know, Fandral's up to or whatever. Are you looking to extort Fandral? Uh, <laughs> it is no. kind of your MO. <laughs> it is kind of my MO, but not Fandral, but I'm going to extort anybody would be Wolf Kill because I have a chance of success. <laughs> <laughs> If you want something like that, you just have to phrase it properly. It's like, I will fail attempting uh, something against Fandral. Then you have a high chance of succeeding at that. <laughs> wow, Todd. <laughs> what? So I have to say is wow. <laughs> the idea is not to fail at something, though. Well, you can succeed in failure if you want, if you want to say, I want to show my incompetence and sub- servitude and submission to Fandral. Challenge him and then fail. Assuming he doesn't cut your head off. Yeah, there is a yeah, risk there. There's that part, yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting that bit. Yeah, what, what? You know, assuming he doesn't happen to, you know, chop my head off with an axe. Or- <laughs> what would Slate gain from that, though? <laughs> Nothing is what I'm kind of You would secure your place as a peon in the company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Slate isn't that already. <laughs> Build a sense of distrust between you and the prince? This is, you don't want to get too close. <laughs> I'm working it. I'm working it, okay? No, 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 no. N O. Okay, fine. Which cliffhanger do we want to attack first? I, I think maybe we should get to see whether or not Slate gets his wish, and then we can work on maybe getting him up to the throne room, or getting the throne room down to him, or, you know, some variation of the same. Okie dokie. Uh, yeah, I would like to be in that throne room, but I take care of dog thing. Uh, <laughs> it's a little too late to heal uh, the human, I think. Uh, alright, so I think we, we left Slate on the doorstep of the kennel hall, or the hall that had been remade into a kennel. 
with the kennel master appearing with a bunch of dogs around him and Slater asked about getting a dog. I think. Yes. I think the kennel master had smiled broadly in 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 an incredulous way. He says what would a dwarf need with a big dog? What would a dwarf need? That's a good question. There, there are things you must think of, you know, answers you have to know before you ask these <laughs> questions. <laughs> Especially when the thing you're trying to get is big enough to swallow you whole. I, I uh, like a dog. Why? Um, I haven't uh, thought about that. I think he's going to say for protection. He's going to be brutally honest and say, I like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen one, but they're beautiful. <laughs> they are. They're gorgeous. I've never seen a dog like that. I've never seen a dog, period. I don't think, I, I don't think I've ever seen wargs either. So, yeah, I've never seen a creature like that. So he squints at you and looks unconvinced of something. And then he says, do you think you could handle one? I think I could. I, I think maybe that's a little too much dog for you. Really? <laughs> God, it sounds like haggling, but it also sounds like... That's where yeah. forking comes in. Yeah, yeah. if it's and, two different and, skills, and use both. How would you like to handle this? Todd, I'd like some help with this. I, I actually want to try my best to succeed at, so help, please, if you don't mind. Sure. What's this? Well, you might have a point there. Uh, maybe you have a runt of the litter, one that you really don't need that might be more dwarf-sized. Okay, I'm going to go with Todd's suggestion. Because <laughs> that's the best thing that I've heard right now. Well, it's uh, the only thing you've heard. <laughs> He, he pats one of the dogs beside him and says, you know that they grow up, yes? Of course. And, They're living creatures. And I'm sure when once they are grown, they will be able to eat you whole. And he raises his arms in like this mock, you know, bear attack look sort of thing. Unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> Slate is unimpressed. <laughs> I'm sure if I, I got one from a puppy, I could handle it. <laughs> makes you think they would respect you. You do not smell right. You're a dwarf. Of course I, I'm a dwarf. He grins. He, he grins. If I can make the rest of the members of my company respect me, I'm pretty sure I can make a dog respect me. <laughs> Especially with the secret I'm keeping at the moment. <laughs> He's not going to say that out loud, obviously. So he doesn't appear to be open to giving you one, at least. What are you willing to do to get your dog? Or how are you um, attempting to get your dog? It seems that you're trying to persuade him from, from the present, but I don't want to... I am trying to persuade him, but I'm not also... I want to give him something that he wants. <clears throat> he's he's not even remotely interested in giving me a dog at the moment, so if I ask him, you know, what do you want for this, there's a good chance he's going to go, oh, I'm not going to give it to you anyway. <laughs> Well, if you, if you want to put an idea in his head, like uh, that would be some kind of persuasion. If you want to challenge him in some way, that could be something fun. I could challenge him. You can't see my grin, but uh, um, I, I'm, I'm going to try to stay level here when I ask how. He's a kennel master, right? Mm -hmm. Therefore, something to challenge him would be to try and gain the loyalty of the dogs. Ooh, that might be uh, a test that would uh, encompass a little time. And what if I what if I offer? Okay, here's an idea. Here's an idea. What if I offer 
to work with him for a while. So I see how the dogs are handled. and That would take even more time. <laughs> it would take time, yes. But Are you, are you willing to forsake your, your um, expedition duty to go be uh, a kennel boy? Do you want the dog that much, or do you think there's an easier way or, or a more direct way to get it? It might be a more direct way, but I can't think of it at the moment. You could always try persuasion. Yeah. My persuasion rules haven't exactly been on par for the last three sessions, if you hadn't noticed. <laughs> um, well, if, you fa- if you fail, well, it's going to be a complication, right? A failure should lead to another test. Is there anything I can work in at all? Haggling doesn't work because he hasn't given me anything he wants. Well, that's, that's if someone has agreed to uh, sell you something and you want to take the price down. Well, you're a dwarf. Uh, play on his greed. Oh, wait, but they don't have a greed deal, do they? No, they're humans. <laughs> but Slate has... I could play on his greed, I suppose. Well, see, you've got access to vast dwarven riches and technology and culture. And this is like, surely there's something this uh, low-life human needs. wonder if they have a doctor in the village... <laughs> well, from your previous conversation with the old geezer, it seems that, you know, they treat wounds as something ordained by fate, right? So you either, so they don't. you either recover and you're strong or you don't and you're weak. Can I roll observation to see if there maybe is anything wrong with him? That's interesting. Give me an hob three perception test. Okay, B6. Be- before you roll, I should perhaps say that I'm obligated or should be obligated to ask, are you spending any art on this? You have six persona. I'll spend one. Okay. There. Okay, that's four successes and a six. Not that you need any more successes. You see, uh, like, the hint of a cut uh, on one of his hands goes up and vanishes in his sleeve. So it's big, it's long. It's it's sort of a long tear, probably from teeth or something. Yeah, he's gonna it's just, not super yeah. pretty, but but it's it's not like it's super dirty either. I could deal with that for you if you if you want. Pointing to his hand. <laughs> he looks at it and goes it's not bad. Still you uh would be able to do your job a lot better if it was healed, yes? That's a course persuasion. <laughs> That's course persuasion? It's so course persuasion. <laughs> okay. Okay. As you sort of wink, wink. I would, I would nudge his side, you know, like, you know, that thing that I want that you got. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you stick your finger in the wound. So does this hurt? (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I mean is persuasion is making the other person see your side or, or making them think that it was their idea. You know, you could be doing your job, your job better. I only have two black dice for that one. Uh, how are you doing it? Are you doing it loudly? Are you are you trying to do just you know suggest it between the two of you? Yeah, suggest it between the two of us because I heard what the old man said. And- are, are you uh, waxing poetic on on the suppurating horrors of of an ill-treated wound? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> that would, yeah, that would be, be spiel-wise, wouldn't it? Infection-wise or infection-wise. If, if spiel-wise, then how are you selling? Selling my services. I uh, guess. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I could, I could go for that. Okay, so I can fork both of those in, so that gives me four dice. Yeah. What's the what's the test? The, the test would be four. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, pardon my language. So course persuasion, infection-wise, spiel-wise, it gives me th- uh, two, three, four, and I can spend up to three persona on it? Yes. I'll do it. I, I, I am not even taking chances with my flipping rolls right now. 
So two, three, four, five, six, seven dice. <laughs> yeah. So you have three successes and two sixes that you are uh, going to re-roll because course persuasion is... Uh, no, no, no. Course persuasion is open-ended by default. It's a cheaty dwarven magical skill. Oh, oh, All right. No. Now, since it is open-ended, you can spend one fate point to re-roll one traitor, like one of the failed dice. Uh, oh! <laughs> Just because of the way I see the dice, I can see him waffling and losing the argument, and, and, and then Slate at the at the last minute says something that just resonates with uh, uh, the human. Like, ah, oh, you really need to do this. You don't want to be seen weak compared to the other humans. Appeals to his vanity or something. Oh, that's great, but uh, I'm a little concerned that you are stealing Ari's chance for embodiment. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, maybe I should hit the peanut gallery button and mute myself. <laughs> You're fulfilling the role of John now while he's gone. <laughs> I, I guess you know, we can't have uh, any empty periods of sound on the <laughs> microphones. Or you have to jump in and play somebody else's character for them before they can. <laughs> I, I think I'll hit mute for a little bit. <laughs> Would you like to give a little, like, Todd-suggested uh, flourish of, of convincing, or or do you want to go to the result right away? Well, well first of all, I'm, I'm going to tell him that I've seen wounds like that before that seem somewhat minor, fester, and people lose their entire arm, which is actually not a lie. I'm going to, uh, to say that, you know, I understand that you're kind of a man about town, and wouldn't it be terrible if somebody that you had... Your ion saw that sort of thing and thought that you were weak or thought that you were uh, incapable of handling your own dogs. Oh, 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 nice one. What, what's with Slayton leveraging other people's amours lately? <laughs> I think he's lonely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dog he, needs would... a, he needs a nice girl to settle down with or a dog. The dog takes that, yes. All right. Since well, there, do- there seems to be a uh, impressive lack of females on, <laughs> on this trip, I think a dog will have to do. <laughs> well, I mean, there there are some some among the expertise and scouts, like Bruna is one, for instance, and and uh, oh, I would not even Bruna is <laughs> one. Bruna is not my type two. My got my teacher would kill me. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought we established that Stonebones had some nurses. That was yeah, maybe helper dwarves at least. Yes. Oh, maybe I could put an eye on one of those. We also Thank have camp followers and such, so never mind. The cattlemaster looks um, uh, momentarily concerned, and then uh, beckons you into the hall proper, into a sort of shady portion, a shady corner, and the dogs all follow. And he says, "Well, if you were to tell me what I could do about it." I might be persuaded to let you have one of the runts. Tell him what he could do about it. Like, don't heal it for him. He doesn't him. know. He doesn't know you're a surgeon or a healer or anything. Like oh, that. okay. Well, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him outright. I'm I'm a surgeon. So, well, surgeon, but same tip. <laughs> I'm going to tell him. You know, like I could take care of that for you, <laughs> Pre- pretty pretty easily, actually. Can you do it quickly without anyone seeing? Do you have a back room? Yes. Then yes. Slate takes the kettle master to the back room. <laughs> 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 I 
avoid that. Oh, she, wow, wow. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> that particular joke. Love <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> All right, so while Slate is... I think we hit a funny bone. <laughs> so while Slate is entangled... Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's return to the, the um, all-hallowed, uh, now unhallowed-looking, red-glowing grand throne room with the, the dragon throne and everything, and, and um, Lord Ram's headless body. And you had just sent Bregor away to... Discreetly fetch, if I remember correctly, Lady Villari. Yeah. Uh, and just before that, there had been a banging of, uh, down, way down by the, like, great big huge double doors. Uh, as if someone had left, had, had observed what's, ha- what had happened, the duel, so to speak, and then, boom, had fled. Yeah, there was a knocking on the gates that stopped. There was first, and then someone declared that there were other dwarves seeking audience. There was a, a question of what to do. Rom attempted to use that as a, as a delaying tactic, but then you had the duel, and possibly the, the messenger observed it and then left in a hurry. So who knows, who will know is not known, but you have at least sent word to Lady Villari, and you're, you're standing there in the glow with Unferth and Flint, right? Like Unferth can drag this, kicking the body, drag this uh, over there. I don't want this as the centerpiece of my throne room. And, oh, don't forget the head. Right away, sire. Uh, he grabs the feet and no, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he grabs the shoulders. Otherwise, he might spill, you know, some bubbling blood or something on stuff. Should I just hold on to the head just in case you need it for presentation purposes? Uh, I don't think that would be necessary. Maybe we can find a spike for it. <laughs> there, there are some very teeth in the throne. <laughs> nah, just roll it over there next to the body. Well, we, uh, I could see it being used as a really impressive planeteers. Something you can rest your hand on when you're uh, conducting business. From the throne, of course. Is that Fandral style? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, he, he's big on intimidation. So, you know, if, if you sit there and, and, and you turn one of the uh, knobs on your throne into uh, Rom's skull, and so as you're sitting there patting the top of his head. It's too bad that he doesn't have any hair. Otherwise, you could, you know, part it in the middle and sort of play with it. Well, 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 when it's bald, you, you can sit there and rub it for luck. It's good luck to touch a human fanatic's head. A decapitated head, that yeah. is. Well, it doesn't seem like you're selling the idea. As you wish, sir. I, I think it would be intimidating. Unnecessary. We should check and make sure that the gate's locked so we don't get stormed by surprise. Well, I'm, I'm half of the mind that maybe we should rejoin with the company. That way we won't be outnumbered or trapped in the throne room. Well, I've already sent for the lady to come see me here. Are, are ah. you trying to convince Fandral to leave the throne behind? Mm, no, because I know how much he's attached to it. I that mean, he's so even juicy, mo- though. <laughs> he's even marked it. Not, not unless I need some failure dice. <laughs> Look at it this way. Do you have any skills that need tests? <laughs> <laughs> I'm terribly not meta on that. <laughs> 
if it doesn't occur to you or, or, or it's not something Flint would do, then, then, you know, if it's just a suggested and not, uh, you know, sir, we need to go now. Uh, it's it's not imperative at this point. Right. Of course, if there's you know they're coming at the gates with a battering ram. Well, I hope you know an alternate way out of here. <laughs> sure, he does. So uh, maybe Flint should uh, leap down the steps and make sure the doors are locked or barred or something. That that's what the prince wants. Uh, we'll make it so. <laughs> so hmm. So how many people are left in the throne room itself? It's just uh, you three dwarves and the corpse of Rom. Oh, yeah. Well, that door is not going to lock itself then. <laughs> no. <laughs> Pe- uh, you may remember that people approached the throne room with a certain apprehension. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm sadly drawing a blank on the name of the third dwarf. Uh, Unferth. Unferth. Give me a hand uh, with the bar. Yes. Uh, he, he drops Rom's body in a corner. <laughs> Full, full, full ceremony there. Just <laughs> sack of potatoes. Ex, ex-human, only yep. worth for, uh, yes. as fertilizer. I'm sure that won't bite you in the ass at all later. Only if it's missing. <laughs> so you, you hustle down the stairs. No, no, no. I'm not going to test anything. I'm saying yes. You reach the lower, pl- lowest platform, uh, the doors, and you find the bar. You, you together, you put it into place. And I figure it's a two dwarf operation. Yes, yes. It's a big. Well, actually, how about you describe it? It's like a big metal double door. What, what would the dwarves, the clever olden dwarves, use for a bar, and how would how would that mechanism work? Probably something uh, mechanical. You throw a lever and it interlocking tongs lock the doors together. Oh, okay. Just because they're dwarves, when these levers come down, they're actually hands that lock and join together. Oh, so it's kind of it's both uh, the the tongs and like hands that. Well, well they're just fashioned as hands, oh, dwarf okay. hands. So so the net result is it looks like you know when you hold your arms across your chest that that's what it looks like when it's barred. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So you have just put those into place with a heavy metallic clanking when there's a heavy banging on the door. Donk, 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 donk. You can hear muted outrage from beyond. Let's see, I'm trying to decide how much of an idiot Flint is. Oh, yeah, we'll do it. Who is it? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll totally allow for like, uh, let's say there's a, there's a dwarf height slit somewhere that you could like draw, kind of like a jail cell. <laughs> like, psh. you can climb up and there's some sort of parapet thing that looks down or arrow slits or arbalist slit that look down. Even better, maybe maybe from both sides of the. Of, of course, yeah. You got to have flanking fire. Yeah, it might be ornamental, but the dwarves build things uh, for like all occasional goblin sieges. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so you and on first climb up uh, on each side, and and you know you draw the little slit metal things like, and you look down upon oh uh, about a dozen. Uh, human warriors, at the head of which is uh, Commander Gromus, the grumpy watch commander who didn't want you to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And he he spots you there up, up in the corner there, Flint, and and he points he points to you and uh, he he speaks loudly. Let's say that uh, I demand you open this door in the name of the serpent, you defilers. <coughs> the throne room is under new management. <laughs> is that all you say? Sure. 
I'll cross my arms, even if he can't see it. Uh, okay, and Unfirth probably grunts on the other side. Uh, I'm sure, you know, they could probably see, you know, his axe blade in the slit, because ho- he's holding it up. Uh, so Gromus goes, uh, you cannot stay in there forever. We will open this door. I'll raise an eyebrow about that. We have come here to reclaim Scoria, and that's what we aim to do. If you have any grievances, you need to take it up with the prince. Well then, tell your prince that we have all his men, and that if he does not open up and, and treat with us, we will kill them all. Mm. I will let him know, and do so. <laughs> <laughs> like you close the slit? Of absolutely. It's just like, it's just, and the communication. On <laughs> <laughs> first goes, bastards! I just kind of smile about that. It says, yeah, he nailed that one. <laughs> <laughs> Go back up to the prince. It says, uh, humans are not happy oh, oh, to meanwhile, learn. Meanwhile, meanwhile, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, meanwhile, no while, while they're down there shouting at each, at each other, what's Fandral doing up at the throne? Did he did he go down? What's happening? Well, first he he goes up and runs his hand over it, and, uh, <laughs> sees if if they marred it in any way. Uh, since I didn't do it last time, but it seems appropriate now. This should totally be. Uh, she's magnificent. Like if you're going over the craft. I thought I self compelled that last time. I don't think I made you do anything like that. Self-compelled, yes, but I think for now, I want it in place so that's in the back of Fandral's head always. Man, you want to take it for a test drive. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I know you want it, but but this would mean that you really, really want it. Especially appropriate now that, that he's alone with it. He has some time with it to contemplate the power it represents. So that, that would be a steel test with the exponent being uh, probably your greed exponent, because your hesitation is very low. I guess I could always just say I stand and drill for a while. <laughs> oh, yes. Totally. That That is an option. That's probably better than taking off your clothes and sitting on it naked. But, I mean, come on. You must have it, right? Well, I'm going to be playing it that way, but I don't know whether I want to mechanically have that up my arse. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, if you're going for it anyway, isn't it more interesting that you're absolutely crazy about it? Isn't that, isn't that just delicious drama when everyone else wants to leave and you're like, no! <laughs> uh, I do have a six, but I doubt I'm going to get a run enough of... There we go. No, I didn't make it. Well, I'm, I am, in a sense, standing and drooling as I'm looking it over and running my hand along it. But that's all? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be playing it like that anyway. Well, that, then you might as well go for it. What does that do? It means it's going to linger in the back of your mind, nagging you, no matter what. But if you if you go for it, you must attempt to purchase steel bot for all the, like... Kill for it? Yes. I'm doing that anyway. I, I don't need the... So it's a freebie! I don't need the mechanical <laughs> stick beating me out with it. It's not a stick. It's just a kind of reminder. Maybe, maybe we should solidify it in a belief. How about that? What does the throne represent to Fandral, and why does he need it? Right? Why does he require it? That's about three beliefs, really. Well, we can we can refine it. You you kind of already have it. Like, convince Lady Blarge to support my rule in Scoria. The seed for it is there. It's everything that he's about. This is Scoria, it's Dwarven, his family's prestige. It's the fact that what the humans have done to Scoria, it's the dwarves in the mountain are one and not humans in mountain. And mm. All right. Well, I think in that case, we, we have what we need, right? And we, we have a little moment of, of, of Fandral drooling and contemplating the possibility 
now that you've gone through the process of the steel test, I must have it. It's going to be in back in the back of Phantom's mind no matter what, right? I know that's kind of the linchpin of your character, but even so, like, it's not going to be a question of, oh, I'm giving up because I had an epiphany. Do I have to record that now as a uh, as a greed test? Oh, 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 uh, right. That's a routine green test. You are correct. Well, then eventually, as, after he's inspect, do I see anything uh, of note? They didn't get any of that red paint on it, did they? <laughs> no red paint. Maybe a, like a little tiny blotch of bubbling, seething rom blood. We'll polish that off. Uh, I think there's a slot or something, like a place where you can hang a hammer, but there's no hammer there. Turn around and... Ah, sit back into it. <laughs> Feels good. Feels right. <laughs> so that's that's how uh, Flint sees him now that Flint is huffing up the stairs. <laughs> I, see I reach between my legs, ease the seat back. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of throne. <laughs> All right, so you, you, you're up the stairs, Flint, with the news. They're threatening to kill your... Um, Yep. Well, sir, it's not a surprise, but they're going to try to use the company as hostages to get you to open up. You look good on the throne, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Taking long enough. Ah, damn, I was hoping we could talk to the Lady Valari before this happened. Well, they, they say they want a, a treat with you. We could always say that's your chosen representative. Sounds good. She should hopefully be on her way here as we speak. I'll head on down and see if she's made an appearance yet. I, 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 I see myself trotting back and forth a lot. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> going, damn long throne room. <laughs> uh, oh, and this is the stairs, platform, stairs, platform, stairs, platform. <laughs> back when you were uh, a message bearer, you're used to it. <laughs> Great. I've been promoted to the point where I'm demoted. <laughs> It's just doing what comes natural. <laughs> okay, so we run back up to our, our friendly slot. We'll pop it open, but we won't stick our head out immediately because, well, they might be asshats and, like, throw a spear through it or something. <laughs> See if they're still surly or if they're just sitting there going, like, playing cards or something. You see two less of them. But mm-hmm. you also see Lady Valori, who you who you passed going in, ah. uh, making her way with a small retinue of, uh, of women and warriors further down, because there's a, like a long approach, stared mm-hmm. approach up to this place. Ah, I see Lady Valori and her retinue, the exact people the prince requested to parley with. Hopefully snub the warriors. Yeah, Gromus looks uh, surprised and angered, and he turns around to look if, if what you're saying is true, and he sh- sees her and swears. <laughs> I'm quite pleased with that. <laughs> and then he says, this changes nothing. You will open this up or or your, your dwarven friends are dead. Have patience, young one. <laughs> Finally, he's not the youngest anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Make way for the lady so we can let her in. He grabs one of his men. Uh, run to the dwarfs. Take one. Bring him. He nods and starts running. Man, I so wish Bruno was here because we need an arbalest bad. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have broken her leg. D- details! 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 
Meanwhile, across town, where a bandaging has been done, uh, the kennel master looks pleased with his, you know, the bandaging you've done and, and, you know, with simple stuff that he had available. And you probably have with you because you have that instinct I keep forgetting. And also, <laughs> I probably bandaged it in such a way that they're not going to know his dogs bit him. He can, he can make up any story he likes. All right. Okay. Bandage wrapped in leather. She says, oh, doesn't that look stylish? Well, probably, yeah. Probably <laughs> do something like that or, or braided it with leather or something. Right, right. Because it, it's, it's for when he's uh, tangling with the, the great bitch when she gets angry and, and toothy uh, when she's about to go into labor. Yes. Yes, of course. That's, man, that is not the way to talk about your wife. <laughs> Luckily, it's uh, <laughs> the war dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he presents you with a pouch of some kind of chew meat, and he fetches a fuzzy, unsteady little runt from from one of the litters and hands it over. Male or female? <laughs> Roll it over, usually. Roll a die! <laughs> <laughs> Odds is, uh, is uh, male... Even this female. Okay, it's a three. <laughs> it's, okay, it's big. Well, even though it's the runt, so um, I can still carry the puppy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's just heavy. That's fine. I'm the paws on that beast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did he provide a collar for the beast? No, they don't have collars. Well, I will have to fix that later. I, I think this is a good time to leverage greed. It is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Well, <laughs> Slate has it. So. Fluffy. The puppy. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, give him some, you know, some medical advice, you know, keep it clean, rebandage it every, like, uh, the cut's not that big, or, well, not that bad, so rebandage it every, like, two days, and it should go away in about three weeks. I understand, he says. Now let's not talk about it anymore. Okay. You have your puppy for runt. Is there, there anything else you need? Yes. Yes, I need you to be on your way. I don't want there to be any gossip about this. Yes, sir. He takes his puppy in his pouch and leaves. <laughs> okay. Huzzah. I was so expecting him to get eaten. <laughs> I was I was expecting him, expecting, expecting Slate to fail so we could have a dwarfo, a doggo, like, uh, you know, wrestling match. You know, if you can impress the bitch, the bitch of the, <laughs> you know, bruise. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't see that happening. <laughs> I was seeing Slate trying to stuff one in his uh, tunic or something. <laughs> I don't think that would work. I think his tunic's a bit small for that. <laughs> All right, so you, you're- don't mind me, I just have two heads and one just happens to be furry. <laughs> so are you glad to see me or is that a large mammal on your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you head out into the, the streets again and boom, you run into a runner, like one of those uh, lanky human warrior types who appears to be going to uh, you know, the the guest quarters you escaped from. Look at that. He's, his slate is reenacting Fandral, escaping the, the uncomfortable guest room. <laughs> and he spots you and uh, almost starts and then he, uh, he heads straight for you. Okay, I don't know if he wants to kill me, so I'm just gonna he looks Stand pur- there. He looks purposeful. Purposeful, aggressive. Purposeful. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I am gonna wait. I am gonna wait. I'm gonna see what he wants. I'm he, gonna stop him. I'm gonna say, "Hey there, what? What's the rush?" He doesn't directly answer you. He says, "You there? You, you're coming with me." And he tries to grab your um, cloak. I guess. Okay. 
well, I'm gonna smack his hand away. Like, I'm very capable of escorting myself, thank you. Uh, he draws his sword, and, um... I'm coming with you. Points the way. Don't touch the cloak or the dog. I'm coming with you. Uh, He's carrying the puppy, who's probably, like, resting on his shoulder or something. Resting on his... Head. (laughs) Oh, it's much shorter than that. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, it's much shorter than that? It's much bigger than that. Hoping along behind, then. Oh, then it's going to get lost. You're going to have to, like, uh, carry it under your arm or, like, uh, in a great big embrace or over your shoulder or something like that. All right, well, I'll just... Carry it in a big old hug. Then. And he's pressing you, like, <laughs> like uh, you know, uh, he's urging you to move faster. Yeah, I can move pretty fast with the dog in my arm, so. <laughs> yeah, he seems to be in a sort of desperate, weird, not in a frenzy, but you know what I mean. I'm coming! I'm coming! Just stop pointing that thing at me. <laughs> he's guiding you up toward the throne room, and, and you can see the, the gates are closed, and there are some more soldiers standing uh, outside at the top platform and there's a procession of some armed men some men and women who appear to be more in a serving position and it appears to be some kind of important woman uh with a great big crazy hairdo is she uh uh, or would i know that this is a central figure uh i think you can you can deduce from the way they're all uh, aligned that she's uh important Certainly. Okay, can I'm I'm gonna like I mean I'm being ushered obviously, but I'm gonna bow my head to her. Uh she's not looking at you. She she's ahead of you with a bunch of other um Oh, I thought she was like on the side. I'm sorry. And uh and is this guy still poking me with the sword? Okay, he's not running after you, sticking you in the bum with the point of a sword <laughs> every other every other beater. He's just, you know, every now and then, you know, you get a, a slap on the shoulder or uh, a grunt. Is he still ushering me, though, or yes. did he stop? Or? No, no, he's ushering you up. But it appears that the lady's retinue has, is arriving before you. How would I show respect to her if she can't see me? You, you don't until she does, I guess. <laughs> with a dog in your head, hands. Why does Slate always have strange things? Carrying around strange things. He is always <laughs> carrying around strange things. <laughs> Today it's a dog. A couple of, uh, days ago it was like a flask. A couple of days before that it was a bag. Someone's arbalest. It <laughs> was arbalest. <laughs> Stop carrying strange things, Slate. <laughs> All right, so Flint, the latest retinue is approaching now. Gromus is shouldering through his men and approaching her. He he has a very short, grunted conversation. You can't hear much, but she appears to be nodding. Then she approaches, and she calls up to uh, to you. Good, Master Doorkeeper. I am here as per your Prince Fandral's request. It would be beneficial to be able to speak to him in person. Would you be so kind as to open the gates? Well, the first question is, do I see Slate being hustled up? Because oh yeah, oh yeah, you can oh. see that. You can see that beyond the <laughs> with a dog <laughs> that almost dwarfs uh, him. Is, it, is this like a big Slate black beast that looks like it's ready to gnaw its head off? I was uh, thinking more brown. It, it's it's kind of the the smaller pup, not newborn puppy, but it's, it's the sort of runty middling. Not that I have anything to compare against. No. Uh, well, uh, oh, lady, uh, I am. It pleases my eyes to see that you are here, and I see that the obligatory hostage is being hustled up behind you. If both of you can uh, make an entrance and talk to the prince, I think that would be a 
great thing. Um, See how much leverage she has. <laughs> so she says, "I'm not a hostage." That is that going to change well, her tune? No, she looks over to Gromus, and uh, he. I think he looks very vengeful for a moment, uh, but then he relents. And you can see by the look he gives Euclid that he's only giving Slate up because he has 20 more in storage, right? I, I just don't want him letting dwarven blood right there on the steps. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, if he, well, if he doesn't make any other concessions, I won't offer any. <laughs> Okay, now, how many warriors are we going to let through, if any? That's the question. The lady calls up that, due to certain unpleasant rumors, I would feel most secure if I could bring a few of my retainers with me, and a servant or two. The prince has great respect for the lady and would have no problem with that request. Uh, Groma steps forward. He says, I will be one. That's a good play on his part. Now Unferth looks to you like, damn it, he stole my line. (laughs) (sighs) So be it. Send your other warriors away from the door. (laughs) If we had Arvalists, (laughs) (laughs) we'd get our point across. I should have brought Froomey. Okay, they they uh, form up. It's uh, Villari, Gromus, uh, Slate, one more uh, retainer, and and a servant of Lady Villari's. Bregor. Oh, uh, yes. Let's say let's say the other guy is Bregor. That works. Uh, we know we can intimidate him. That's good that you reminded me because I had things in mind. Haha. <laughs> okay. Well, w- w- with that great clanking and chunk of the the bars being raised. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I i just i see those crossed arms and it just makes me smile every time so, ah, those, those crafty dwarves awesome <laughs> and we'll let them in axe at hand of course of course always gonna have that at, at the ready just a really big toothy smile for gramas <laughs> I, I, I feel that we're just gonna have a wonderful relationship <laughs> you know dwarven smile and a grimace they're Pretty close. And uh, as soon as they get through, we'll close and bar the doors again. You can see Gromas boring into both of you and sort of looking at what you're doing and how you're doing it. And uh, But of course, he's yeah. only one person. So Taking my axe, I pound the butt of it as hard as I can into the uh, floor. Bam! 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 <laughs> Prince Fandrov Scoria! Lady Valera and company to see you! <laughs> Bring them forward. <laughs> Which echoes down like distant thunder from up, up yes! upstairs because that's how the, the hall is built. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> After you, lady. She inclines her head and she gives Slate um curious look. It's just a moment. <laughs> you have a large dog in your head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to camp my head towards her anyway. 
as much as I can with the dog in my arms. She's tall, even for even for one of these lanky humans. She has the entire front of her head shaved and painted red. Uh, not her face, but her like forehead and the front of her head. And she has a hairdo, kind of like a traditional Chinese queue. It's probably interwoven with black wigs and other stuff, so it makes it look like it's sort of a, this great big big black wave, almost like a roll that goes down. It has a bunch of like uh, little pleats and stuff in it. She's dressed richly in, in various types of reds, and her, her servants are more simply dressed. No, her one servant, I mean. Or did I say two servants? No, I said one. You said servant and retainer, whichever yes. the difference okay. is. Unless uh, it's, it's taking up that position. Yes, he's one retainer. Uh, Gromis is the other retainer, and then we have... So, four humans total. Yes. And a dwarf and a dog. <laughs> Am I going up with them, or...? You are, I guess, technically in the custody of the dwarves now, so I guess you would do what Unferth and Flint would suggest, or the prince suggest. Okay, which they haven't suggested anything yet, so I'm just going to Well, I, I think you're going to get bookend. We're going to have Unferth on one side, we're going to have Flint on the other, you in the middle, and we're going to be behind the humans, moving them forward to the throne room. Flint will, will of course, go, What the hell is that? <laughs> it's a dog. Isn't this the most beautiful creature you've ever seen? Yeah, Slate probably says it like it's a treasure. Is it the most beautiful creature you've ever seen? Feel this fur. It smells funny. It's a dog. I don't know how dogs are supposed to smell. Is it sick? No, it's a puppy. (laughs) That would have have been beautiful. It's so small. (laughs) There must be something wrong with it. You slowly make your way up. Um, I will totally leave it up to the humans as to what respect that they show Fandral. I'm, I'm not going to hit anybody you know, in the knees or anything like that and force them to kneel if they choose not to. It's a parlay. Uh, I think they stop on the platform. Be- no, no, they go all the, way up, all the way up. I think the servants stop on the platform before the, the final uh, one. That'll Unle- work. Unless you usher them up. Uh, is Bregor going to go with Gromus or is he going to stay with the servant? Uh, he looks like he does not want to go up. In my mind's eye, we have Fandral on the throne. Mm-hmm. Then a step down, we have Gromus and the lady. And then another step down, we have the servants and the three dwarves. The way I figured figure it is the throne is on a, like a tiny platform. And then there's a, a, a broad space where people can sort of stand and talk and, and yeah. uh, petition the, the prince. And then there are steps down uh, to platforms. So you had your duel. Uh, on that topmost platform, which is where the lady and Gromas are going, and the servants are staying at the the next topmost. Just, just to throw yeah. some extra intimidation dice into it, I'm quite certain there's blood all over the frickin' place. I don't know. There was only one wound. Two wounds, actually. Uh, it was a head wound! You know how they bleed. <laughs> most of it was on and near the throne, plus it sort of bubbled away, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, fizzy, fizzy blood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so maybe not quite as gruesome as I hoped. It's not so bad. Not so bad. Still gruesome, and the body's still in the corner. Oh, they could always fail their observation. And, I mean, you can see that... <laughs> You know, Gromma sees that, and it's he's a hair's width away from attacking someone. Uh, he says a hair's width from getting an axe in his back. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I imagine either you or Unfurth like standing very close by with the axe out. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, do the coin flip as to who's actually standing behind Gramas. If you want to be that dwarf, then then that should be you, especially since you have that belief about um, watching Fandral's back. Absolutely, then. This is, uh, I'll watch more backs if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, hopefully Unferth will be less likely to strike the lady down, so that might be a good call. They survey the throne, Fandral, Rom in the corner, Chromas points to the body and says to Vilari, Look! Look what the defilers have done! They should be executed, every last one of them! Vilari raises an eyebrow to Lord Ram's body, then raises a little hand, as if to say, as if to counsel calm or caution or, or restraint. Uh, and then she turns to Fandral and says, Prince Fandral, you requested my presence. Yes. Lord Rom chose one way to attempt to deal with us. You, I believe, might choose another. Of the humans I've met here, you have seemed more reasonable. My betrothed is always telling me that females are much more reasonable. So (laughs) (laughs) I would not want this to be the only way our people deal with each other. Ah, Flint can't shut up. Oh, what's he saying? (laughs) In in a low voice. To be honest, Lord Rom did draw first. (laughs) He has a temper. Well, had. Lady Roy is about to speak, but Gromus speaks first. And again, he calls into uh, attention the the body. Uh, He says, this is the only way the dwarves know how to deal with anything. Look at what they have done, the defilers. Uh, Oh, I so want to have you bring up what he just did. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is the first time you've seen the throne room in, in, in Scoria Deep. It's ghastly. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, but also sort of ruined. And, um, ah, I had something going. Sorry. Frustrating. <laughs> Sorry. I can respond to him if he does. Oh, hold on, hold on. He's not talking to you even. He's, he's, uh, we're addressing her and, uh, the servants, right? Oh, and uh, Flint a little. He's, he bores his eyes into Flint when he, he says, uh, Lord Rom will not have entertained any of you, you worms. Lord Rom chose the path of violence. This was what it got him. Gramus, I would not recommend you ch- choose that path either. Gregor can attest that he made the choice. Uh, Gramus swivels round to Bregor and, like, and, you know, he gives him a withery look and Bregor looks, he still looks kind of destroyed, but in an uneasy, sort of uneven, trilling voice, he says, the dwarf speaks the truth. Uh, I was here. I saw all of it. Lord Rom invited the duel. And he doesn't get any further before Gromus gets all crazy and starts ranting that, you know, all lies. So Villari has to speak up. And she says, Lord Gromus, your presence here is not required anymore. If I understand correctly, there is a different retinue of dwarves waiting to be dealt with. As watch commander, it is your duty to see them treated with. Please go do this. And, uh, you know, Gromus starts protesting. I hope he's the best person to deal with them. I would not have my fellow dwarves abused. (laughs) Oh, um, you know what? Let's, let's. Let's make this a persuasion. All right. Wow. It's, it's like it, trying it, to turn a rock into water by talking to it. Let's put it this way. If this is true and you actually really don't want this, then you could sway maybe Villari or the others to maybe demote him or something. Not the only way he's going to 
stand a chance of living, I think. <laughs> He's yelling that we should cut his head off real loud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to force you to, to roll anything. I'm just giving the option that this is this is totally something you could do. Him right now going to deal with any dwarves, I'm a little concerned. Yeah, okay. Well, in that case, yes. Totally a persuasion test uh, against Villari, and I think she's inclined to agree with you, so let's make that an ob four. And I guess I could conceivably give you an uh, advantage die, considering how he's acting. Forgive any um, etiquette? Oh, yeah. Certainly. Dealing with dealing with the emissaries and envoys. Totally. The silver-tongued dwarf in his throne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll throw a persona on there too, because I have horrible dice luck. <laughs> that gets me up to nine. Doc, oh, there's my horrible dice luck. Wow. Oh, oh, that is painful. Wow. And not even a single six. That. Although I do have a call on trait. Oh persuasion. yes, you do. Thank goodness. <laughs> roll those failures. It's good to be the prince sometimes. <laughs> not a lot better, but I do get the four. Okay. This jab seems to find purchase in the lady who says this is an agreeable intellection by way of the prince. Bregor shall greet the dwarves. In fact, I think Bregor should take over as watch commander. You are hereby demoted. Gromus starts to scream at her that she has no such authority and she assures him that she was next in line for leadership of the faithful should uh, Rom perish. There's a moment where you you see that he realizes that if he attempts to do anything here, he's probably going to be cut down. But he hasn't he hasn't put it behind him at all. So he looks all of you over as if, you know, he's remembering all your faces. We can murder them later. <laughs> and then he draws his sword and throws it to the ground and says, I would not serve filth like you. And he stalks down. Then I think you should leave Scoria and never enter dwarven lands again. <laughs> he, he doesn't even uh, acknowledge someone talking to him. But you can see that, that Lady Valori is nodding. So there you go, Flint. You see him again, you can cut his head off. <laughs> With pleasure, sir. She says, Gromus, I do not believe I will have any further need for retainers. Uh, please go and um, treat with the other delegation. He nods. Bregor, you mean? Oh, Bregor, sorry. No problem. <laughs> well, I, I think that's Flinton unverse Q to actually escort the new captain. <laughs> Congratulations on the promotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He has these, you know, very happy dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Try, trying to think. Did Gromus look at me the way he looked at the dwarves? <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. Just so you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. Ooh, okay. Dodge the bullet. <laughs> I, I could see Unferth and Flint escorting the new captain back uh, down to the gate because, you know, somebody has to let, you know, the riffraff and the new captain out. As they leave, Flint will clap Bregor on the shoulder in front of the other warriors and say, congratulations, captain of the guard. I'm sure the lady has chosen wisely. <laughs> There's a moment where he looks at you, not sure whether it was a joke or, or an earnest expression. I'm oddly likable and chuffy. Yes. So absolutely. There's a genuine smile on my face. 
Uh-huh. This is probably what sways him to asking you, what, what should I say to the other dwarves? Ah, you, now you put Flint on the spot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> looks over at Unferth. The prince and the lady continue the parley. Uh, have patience. Try no, not to no, murder anybody. No, the, no, the delegation. The, oh, oh, oh. Ah, uh, well, they certainly need to talk to the prince. I'm sure the leader of the, their delegation would want to come up to the throne room. If, if you don't mind, Captain, bringing him up here, we'd appreciate it. I'm mm. sure the lady would like to be able to know what the uh, northern dwarves plan as well. He looks thoughtful and then he says, I will say this. And then he leaves. Good luck. <laughs> and Unberth will say, y'all need it. <laughs> <laughs> And we bar the gates. But I imagine that actually we will stay at the gates since we're expecting more dwarves. Sure, that, that works if you want to. And, uh, and we'll let the prince and the lady sit there and chew the fat. If on the other hand, you know, you would like to help or I don't know. I, I am trying to help, but just in a flint kind of way. You could <laughs> leave, you could leave on first down there to have a look and then go back up. Just saying, you know. Just saying, don't need four eyes. You got a point there. Unferth, let us know when the uh, northern dwarves a- approach. Uh, we'll, we'll do. Thank you. Thank you. Since technically he's not in my chain of command. <laughs> it's a suggestion. You know, he's yeah. not a scout. So while you're escorting the humans down, once you're sort of halfway down, Villari approaches Fandral and she has this sly look about her. And she says, I had a good feeling about today. You are a very efficient dwarf. It's a dwarven trait. If you hadn't taken care of Lord Rom... So quickly, I might have suggested an alliance. He was not right. No, I could tell that instantly. (laughs) (laughs) There is much uh, understanding and mutual, yes, stuff. Oh, she says, is there anything that you would like to bring up now that there are just the two of us here? Well, Scoria is not in the condition it was when we left. I would like to know what has been happening here since you humans have come here. Not knowing how much Rom might have said, I can tell you there have been some commerce with the dwarves in the south. You, I presume, or your people. No, that was with a criminal. I I see, I see. There have been other occurrences, mostly, I believe, attributed to the poisoning of Rom by the serpent. I believe the serpent no longer serves our people. I believe possibly the serpent led Lord Rom here for its own reasons. It is very likely. Honestly, yes, this is not the place for your people. I agree. In fact... Many of the women agree. Ray always says trust in the wisdom of women. (laughs) This Freya is a very wise dwarf. Certainly, certainly. (laughs) There are, are, of course, always less pleasant, even less pleasant occurrences, such as the demons of the deep. They have harried us much. Yes, we've had a some encounters with them, and took care of a great many of them. Then perhaps we are a little in your debt. We understand how to deal with goblins. <laughs> oh, that is so subtle. That's, that's dwarf that's make, make the GM laugh point. Dwarf pride <laughs> and, and, you know, superiority all at once. Wonderful. 
I think r- roughly now Flint is coming back. Ah, Prince Randrol. The northern uh, delegation is going to send a representative along. That's good. And I'll, I'll just stand down. I'll, I'll actually hang up the axe, cross my arms, and smile. <laughs> Where are you hanging the axe? This, you, I know probably what you mean. You put it in your belt or something, but it's just yes. to imagine that you hang it like on the throne or something. <laughs> Well, that's where my axe is hanging. Right. Yes. Right. I, I I hang mine on its belt, so it can be at hand, but I, I definitely want to give the impression that I'm not here to strike the lady down. But I am quite pleased with myself. <laughs> oh, she says, by your leave, I would like Lord Rom's axe when we are done here. Uh, it is somewhat a symbol of leadership. I have no use for it. I would rather see it in uh, your hands than others. Thank you. Now, was there an official reason you called me here? How can I help you? Well, I think we'll have many details to discuss as we dwarves are returning here. Um, We would know what you can tell us of the serpent. The serpent is a god. The serpent punishes more than blesses. I have a feeling the serpent does as it pleases, and it no longer serves the the good of, of the faithful. It spoke through Lord Rom. It made Lord Rom its vessel for a time, but I see that is not permanent. By the way, I shall like Lord Rom's remains for a proper burning. However is right for your people. I thank you. Pardon my intrusion. Uh, it would it seem like a a good time, perhaps, to organize a, a funeral procession to show respect and to signal to the humans present th- that the lady is indeed the new heir to the human tribe. Ah, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> well, what would you say, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy that you sort of stumbled there trying to find the right word. <laughs> That's so uh, appropriate. We'll keep an eye out. Is that axe from uh, the previous tenant around here? Unless you threw it away somewhere, it's on the floor by the throne. Oh. Uh, May, maybe Unfurth grabbed it while he hauled off the pins. I lay next to the body. Okay. In that case, it would be beneath the prince to get off his throne to fetch it. So I, I will do that for the lady. Recover the axe. And it is an axe. So we will, even if it is freakishly long and unusable. Uh, <laughs> well, it would be like a footman's axe for you. Like uh, like uh, uh, the height of it is about up to your forehead. Yeah, not quite an axe a scout would carry. No. We'll grab that and I'll what the hey? Uh, I'll drop the one knee and present it properly. <laughs> she looks, she, she looks bothered, uh, and probably also uh, perhaps embarrassed. Oh, I'll whisper to her then. Jeez, please take the axe. It's a symbol of the office. Dwarves respect these. Un- understand? She says we are not just you dwarves. Women do not touch weapons. She signals, uh... Oh, he'll look horrified! Yes! <laughs> uh, uh, sir, referring to Fendrel, should I carry it for her? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I will have my servant, uh, and she brings the servant up, this male servant, <laughs> to carry it, to hold it. I'll stand up and just hand it to him. <laughs> he doesn't get the same, he doesn't get the same <laughs> respect. It's like, 
Don't let us touch the ground while in the lady's service. <laughs> he gives you a look like I know what my sir, you know what my job is. <laughs> I'll pile on intimidation. I am deadly dwarven serious about this. Oh, you get the point across, but you you get you get the sense that you know he knows already, and that <laughs> master of the obvious, it's Flynn. <laughs> So he holds it and he, he backs back down to platform number two. <laughs> now, is there anything you would like to get out of the scene or the lady before we do something else? Oh, I think I got exactly what I wanted out, uh, out of this and then learned of something along the way. So I'm, I'm quite pleased, if a little horrified. We need to work on that with the women folk. Okay, so uh, what I wanted to go, uh, get to was uh, Fandor's belief to convince Lady Villar to support his rule in Scoria. I haven't seen anything touch upon that yet. So is that something you want to do now, or should we have a funerary thing happen? Or now is fine, I guess. Okay. Oh yeah, and I, I, I hopefully uh, Flint's uh, manner and respect will uh, at least be a helping die there. <laughs> All right. I'm absolutely peachy thrilled the way things are going out. Yeah. Awesome. It's like, you know, Fandral's got his throne. Slate's got his dog. Flint soon will have a uh, free reign to run around Scoria and dig things up and get into trouble. It's all going swimmingly. Dwarves <laughs> don't swim. But <laughs> so, uh, back to the throne room. I don't know how we'd uh, do the whole conversation on all this, but maybe Fandral is going to want to say, hey, dwarves are back, going to be ruling Scoria. We're in agreement that the humans need to get out, but you know, I'm not going to throw them out right away. We can work at that. And he really wants to know, like, was the throne room like this when they got here? What Have they seen the their serpent god around? Or has it always just been talking through somebody else? Okay, what, what, what she implied previously was that uh, the serpent is not actually like a physical creature, at least not as they understand it, and that it does or did occasionally speak through Rom and used Rom's body as a vessel, and that's why he was sort of burning up and could breathe fire and all that stuff occasionally. Her answer would be something like, you know, th- the serpent is definitely in Scoria, but Maybe not in the sense of, you know, a dragon roosting somewhere. If it wasn't clear from your conversation with Lorom, uh, the throne room wasn't this. It's clearly a reflection of him setting up shop there. It's, it's a result of, of sort of the, the mountain protesting and, um, coming apart at the presence of this invasive, monstrous, well, presence. Maybe it'll chill out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got a proper dwarf on the throne. Okay, we'll go back to sleep. The dwarves will settle the mountain. Oh, yeah. You'll have to see what you can do about that. Maybe there are some old uh, old practices, old uh, dwarf arts to do that. Now, if you want to address the belief in any specific way, then that will decide how we handle the conversation from now on. If you're fine with them... Because it seems like she's in agreement with you that uh, the humans don't belong there, and she's fine with leaving and them leaving. Yeah. If if that's all you want, there's not really a conflict or anything to discuss. But if you want them to support your rule, to say in council and perhaps militarily if necessary, then that's a different question. I would say right now, Fandral wouldn't see that as a need at the moment. All right. Support military against who? Well, goblins, maybe the other dwarves, who knows? 
Right. Uh, something you could bring up is perhaps artifacts that um, yeah. Rom said they had um, shipped away. We we'll definitely talked to her about what dwarven treasures have been taken and if they've sent any away or allowed any to be taken away, we would like to know about them. All right. Uh, if you bring that up, then she says, certainly I shall have... I shall have one of my servants draw up a list from the logs. We have had interaction with the southern dwarves, as previously as stated, and some of their bookkeeping is still here, so it shouldn't be too difficult to find out how much has been moved, what has been moved. I could have that in your hands at evening time. Excellent. If there is nothing else immediate, I believe I have a people to address. Certainly, yes, we would uh, not want any further violence. We are in agreement. I believe I have some dwarves to talk to. Ah, yes. Um, Would you prefer that I send them here, or would you like to see them where they are? Send them here. It will be done. She curtsies and uh, gives some sort of cursory nods to um, Slate and Flint and um, turns and walks away. I will gladly escort her down to the uh, gate and uh, leave poor Slate to uh, fend for himself and ex- explain <laughs> the great shaggy thing in his arms. <laughs> Which now has a collar because I used when you guys were talking to tear something up that I had. <laughs> So it looks like it has a scarf. Looks like it has a scarf with like a <laughs> rope attached to it, yes. At least it's standing on the ground now. <laughs> Not in my arms. It has a collar and a leash, sort of. <clears throat> I will I will fix that when I when I get back to camp. I'll just ask one of the uh blacksmiths to make a call. <laughs> I can imagine you saying that verbatim to the prince. It's like ah 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 <laughs> You guys leave and then hear the doors or the gates close and, and Fandral just turns over, looks down at the dog, looks at Slate, and goes, Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, 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 oh. Somebody roll a die of fate. Oh, no. No. <laughs> that would a D6? Yes. Okay, what's a two? The puppy is in complete control of its bladder and does not pee on the throne. Good. <laughs> <sighs> Crisis averted. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe actually it approaches and then Fandral gives it beautiful a stare. beautiful stare. <laughs> <laughs> I think Slade is going to name it the most stereotypical thing he could think of. Dog? Yes. <laughs> its name is Dog. Well, we can dwarf you real easy. D-A-H-G. That's probably how he's spelling it in his mind, yeah. Or D-W-A-G. Just because we're dwarves from the south doesn't mean we're southern dwarves. D A H G. It is. This is dog. <laughs> uh, unless you guys have something you want to pursue for the next like half hour, I think we're in a pretty decent spot to pick up next session. Because yeah. you know, then we'll have funerary stuff, maybe some some interaction, maybe some some envoys. We'll maybe see more of what's going on with Wolfkill. Oh, I think uh, I would have asked Valari to send uh, the rest of our band that's here to me, so that we aren't separated. Right, that, that's what you did. So that yeah. that's the thing. 
And I, I think uh, as as they come in, they have like some basic shared supplies, uh, sort of as a gesture from from her to say that you know you're welcome to stay. Now welcome to stay. You, I mean, she's conceding that you should rule here. It's more like, oh, we see you don't have anything with you. Have some water and bread and preserved meat. So you you know you're all. Making Mary in the throne room, I guess. Absolutely. I, I'm sure by the time we get the Ufkel, the, the, the ale will flow. When he gets back, we'll have to have him work up a, a, a nice funeral beer. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I see him going, you said something about ashes? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking we're going to stay away from that funeral. <laughs> it is usually not best when the person who killed them shows up. No. But no, but it's that's, very Shakespearean. That's in movies. That's only in movies. I guess you could show up incognito. I'm just another dwarf. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna have. I, I stand on Flint's shoulders, so like we're just another human here. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Actually, I would love to have at least attend the funeral because. What with, you know, the whole fire element of someone being burned and his memories, recent memories about all that. That would be fun. Oh, boy. Fun in a chaotic. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to build some bridges here so we can pour some ale under it. Probably best for us dwarves to stand away for that. Oh, maybe that's a princely decree. Who will defy the prince to go to the funeral? Ooh. <laughs> oh, this isn't a teen comedy. You're not going to that party. <laughs> <laughs> but, sir! <laughs> so, uh, do you want to maybe go through the Art Award thingy and wrap this up? Sure. I know who I'm voting for, Workhorse. I don't. MVP. Hmm. First, uh, you're gonna get some, uh, belief-oriented stuff, right? Well, let's start with Fandral, since he's the one I'm seeing here. Well, I'd say you're well on the way of restoring the family prestige, so that's a fate point. I'd say you're on... Um, so eloquent. Well, well, I have to sort of stop myself, because maybe what I'm about to say is not true. I'd, I'll give you a faint, a fate point for, for, uh, end human control of Scoria. There may be some malcontents and so forth still in play. Villari is totally supporting you, so that's a, a persona point. All right. Thank you. So, Flint. Oh, never say no to a lady. Didn't get me into trouble this time. Oh, I could have. <laughs> oh, oh, I should have pushed for more. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to make a comment about her not needing the axe to deal with Flint. <laughs> Probably true. I don't know how much you got to do other than watching Fandral's back. I think you've done that. That's that's what I am quite pleased with achieving that. That is, it could have got ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a persona. I do have a question though. Uh, yes. I have like circles full. I think that's what those are. Like looks up for his fellow dwarves, X-Man of the Prince. Oh, oh, uh, reputations do, and, uh, and so forth. Yes. Do, do those, uh, advance or are those fixed? They do. Those two are reputations. Uh, and those advance at trait votes. And, and I know we haven't had a trait vote for like 16 sessions. It's the longest run ever, but there haven't been a good point, right, to, to bring it in. So they might go up, they might go down. 
it, it depends on how we feel you've played your dwarf. Same goes for, for uh, traits you might get or lose. Just thought I'd throw it out there since yeah. we have a, a few extra minutes. That's good. I think that's it for you. And since Ulfkill wasn't here, then there are no more direct belief-oriented stuff to take care of. Yeah, I'll, I, I, I think you're all worth a, an embodiment. Yay! That's one persona. Okay. We're all worth an embodiment? Okay. Yeah. Y'all can call me Nikki now. I officially hit 12 persona. <laughs> That's okay. If we get a explore scoria, I'm pretty sure I'll burn through that real fast. I, th- I think you should all get a humor fate as well. You all said something that at least made me laugh. So, Yay! character. So, yeah. I don't think anyone was in turmoil, inner turmoil or anything like that uh, between different beliefs and instincts and so forth. And we've gone over personal goals. So, um, now we're back to the voting. So Ari had an idea for workhorse. Actually, uh, Flint. I'd agree with that. Hmm? Uh, sure, I'll take it. Mr. So Go-Between. So now you have 13 persona. <laughs> You're veritably rich. And I guess you all have an idea for MVP? Oh, I think uh, Fandral pretty much carried it. Uh, yeah, Fandral. I think Fandral anyway. Awesome. Thank you. And, 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 I'm... You are so conflicted. Yes, I know. I mean, because I want to be generous and all that, but then it's like, well, but it doesn't say that. We'll accept kudos if you don't want to give points. (laughs) Well, I'd say Fandral is up for deeds for at least securing a throne room. I mean, it is for personal gain, but it also benefits more than him. Yeah. Absolutely. He's won it fair and square and, and got the buy-in of the human leadership. Hitching uh, yourself got, to a cause that transforms the setting. Personally, I, I think he's uh, secured the throne, toppled the human leadership, brought new factions into alignment, disposed of the uh, old captain of the guard. If that's not shaking things up, I'm not sure what else we can do. We'll blow the mountain up. <laughs> that's also potentially making life better for the humans, which is hilarious. But that's not a bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing, but it's just funny, you know. (laughs) Okay with that. Yeah. We we performed needed surgery. Totally a deed surfandral. Those are fun to spend. Oh, yeah. Trying to think of of a simple or easy way to award deeds to the other dwarves. We gotta do deed-worthy stuff. Yeah. That's a long-term picture. I'll I'll let you uh, pitch that later. I'm like on the fence of maybe giving a deeds to Flint since he was he's he's so much in Fandral's shadow helping out all the time. I've done it without you, Flint. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Well, all right, then then Flint gets a deeds. Yay! Considering it's at zero, any deed is welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you you spent yours on a stealthy test. I love that. He spent it on stealth, and he spent it to to talk to the ghost. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Yes. So that will come back and haunt me, but I'm dish. Already has. Ready to pay. <laughs> but you have no idea the consequences, little flint. I'm sure either I will find it or it'll, it will find me. <laughs> it'll be lovely and fine and, and lovely and horrible. So, traits. Trait votes. So uh, can we give slate impulsive? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's certainly something to keep in mind. I, I mean, we will be asking each other, you know, how we feel... The dwarves have been played. I understand it's tough because we haven't, I don't think we've had a trait vote since 
2013. So remembering exactly how everyone acted throughout this whole thing, I I mean, uh, it may be a little iffy. So putting it off isn't going to make it less iffy. But I think we're not at the end of this chapter yet. I want to I want to get you situated in Scoria, and then we're like, okay, trade vote before anything else happens. Fair enough. Well, in that case, I'm good and well and done and entertained, and thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, guys. All right. Take care. Have, have a good week. Thank you for the game. Bye-bye. Thank you. Um, hum, 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 Rather impressed and happy that John's not here because of the cool thing that he's doing. That whole pancake thing is basically taking skills that you love, like cooking and making people happy gastronomically, and then th- focusing it all at a charity. Uh, that's put some head and shoulders above me. It's just, I, I, I wish I could have that dedication to charity. Send all complaints and other feedback at sunnyskypers at zoho.com. That's Z-O-H-O dot com or Z-O-H-O dot com if you prefer. Or come by the forums, sunnyskypers.freeforums.org. Or yell at us at whatever forum you may come across us on.